This is Good Together, the podcast that inspires you to create change in the world every day. Keep listening for actionable tips and tricks to incorporate eco-friendly practices into your daily life. We've been featured by Apple as the number one podcast for conscious consumers, and we can't wait to welcome you into our community of changemakers. I'm Lisa. And I'm Laura. We're the founders of Brightly.eco, the new platform for conscious consumers. We believe in supporting all creatures, great and small. And our team of experts show you how to live and shop responsibly by sharing world-changing lifestyle ideas, products, and more. To read show notes from Good Together and to browse all of the planet-friendly goodness that we feature, head to brightly.eco slash podcast. And to help spread the word about the podcast, tap on this episode and share Good Together with your friends and family. A simple text message helps us grow and create change around the world. When it comes to sustainable living, there are a variety of misconceptions out there in regards to what it really means to take on a more planet-friendly lifestyle. Oftentimes, these misconceptions or myths can prevent people from entering the world of eco-friendly living altogether. In today's episode, Lisa and I discuss some of these more common misconceptions, like the idea that sustainable living is expensive, to the notion that in order to be sustainable, you have to be vegan, and more. We'll discuss how these myths came to be, why they may not always be true, and how you can make conscious living much less intimidating by taking small sustainability steps every day. Hey, Lisa, how's it going? Good, Laura. Ready for another Good Together episode. Yeah, absolutely. This one is an uh, episode that's been a long time coming. We get so many questions about myths surrounding eco-friendly living and sustainability. It's actually one of the reasons why we started this podcast was because we wanted to just talk about these things. Um, there's such an opportunity to create change by doing small steps every day like we talk about, but I feel like so many people don't even start those steps because they have, they believe these myths, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There's so much pressure, as we always say here, right? To be perfectly sustainable, to be perfect consumer. And, but you know, one of the first things, of course, obviously, uh, we get asked so often is where do I start? Yeah. Right. Just yesterday, Laura, we did our first uh, IG live, as you remember. And yeah, people like, how do I become zero waste? You know, mm -hmm. uh, is being vegan good you know what is slow fashion can i not buy uh anything in chain stores anymore so we'll address some of them right in yeah. this episode yeah we have a bunch of myths um we're hoping we can get through as many as we can without taking up too much of your day with this podcast um but yeah let's hop into it lisa you want to get us started yeah so the first one is probably my favorite um is sustainable living is expensive right and that's, all the time right all the time and yeah. that's actually i was there 100 percent. i always like to bring the story unfortunately uh, it took me uh quite a while to to become um kind of really really start my sustainable journey the journey to become like 
fully or again never going to be probably 100% like perfect consumer right mm-hmm. but you know I, I told you I watched True Cost one of our favorite documentaries ever three times until I was like well you know Lisa you really have to start buying fast fashion or yeah. at least put more effort because I was thinking I don't have money at that point you know I was still like in the middle of uh, like mid-20s I didn't have you know a great salary living in San Francisco hey San Francisco listeners <laughs> you know not the cheap thing so exactly what I was thinking but okay here's a few things with that we've learned and again it took a while and guess what we'll learn it together with Laura and then ultimately with our community uh, buying less is actually the most sustainable thing you can do, right? So just Absolutely. starting there, uh, we've talked before about, you know, doing your wardrobe audit and stuff like that. Start with what you have already and then consider buying something else. Oh, and again, we never tell you to stop buying completely. We understand oh, exactly. that's not realistic, right? No, it's not realistic. It's the same, one of the myths that we'll, we'll probably even talk about is like people trying to fit all of their trash in a jar. Yeah. Um, I mean, that looks like super cool from an aesthetic perspective, but when you think about the reality of it, it's just not possible for it's most people. It's too daunting. So, exactly. So yeah, we can tell you to buy less. And I think it's really worth being more mindful about your purchases exactly. um, and saying, you know what, do I need this? Um, is this something I'm willing to stay, well, I'm willing to have with me in my house for a long time? Like I was trying to think about that. We've had to buy some new furniture lately. And mm-hmm. look, there's a fine line between wanting to have something for a long time and then getting um, eco-anxiety about <laughs> whether exactly. or not you're going to love it forever. So like, I know that those two things are conflicting. So try not to drive yourself too crazy, but go for the classics, right? When you're purchasing clothing or anything, go for stuff that's not overly trendy. Um, Honestly, when you think about aesthetics and things that you like the most, I guarantee you most of it is is pretty classic. Like you're never going to go wrong there. So just do it. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Exactly. And of course, uh, you've heard us talk quite a bit about this. Our community loves talking about it in the chat. Buying secondhand is very, very sustainable and probably the most sustainable thing you can do because you're giving a discarded product a second life. And it's often much less expensive, um, probably always much less expensive than the buying a brand new thing. And actually just today, um, there was an article that came out in Fast Company. I've seen um, that, you know, secondhand, especially in fashion, is on the rise, thanks to companies like ThreadUp, Poshmark, uh, there was Tradesy, I believe. Yes, another one. So fast fashion is expected to grow 20% in the next uh, 10 years, but secondhand yeah. fashion is poised to grow 185% people, and that's thanks to you guys. Thank Thanks for choosing uh, secondhand. That's amazing. Yeah. And we just saw Depop got acquired by Etsy, which is a really big oh, deal. Yes. So mm-hmm. No, um, that's huge. That's, that's a huge, huge deal. Tab. So and we love that that's happening. Yeah. And last thing I'll say about sustainable living is expensive. Uh, yes, some sustainable living products may be expensive upfront, right? We we don't want to uh, kind of, we want to be realistic with that. That is the case most of the time. But in many cases, uh they will actually save you money in the long run as you don't have to keep buying single-use items. And of course, one of our favorite examples is stasher bags, right? Yep, absolutely. And we've come up with some cool hacks that you can use your stasher bags for. Like I'm a big um, popcorn girl and I pop my own popcorn at home. I have this little silicone, um, you know, popper, but somebody just showed us the hack the other day where you can use a stasher bag to do this. So we are going to have content coming out about it, which is super cool. But 
the, the, the bottom line is, yes, we know that stasher bags are more expensive than a Ziploc bag, but you're going to have it for a long time. So there you go. Yeah. And actually that kind of gets me into the next myth, Perfect. which is you can't use any plastic when you are trying to live sustainably um, or eco-friendly. And that's just, that's completely not true because most stuff comes packaged in plastic. Most stuff contains plastic, unfortunately. Um, and so it's impossible to get away from plastic. I'm just going to tell you that right now. If you are on a farm um, and you're off the grid, your tarps that you're using on your farm have plastic. Like it, it just, it is, it is what it is. Now, why is it like this? Well, we know that plastics um, have been around for a long time and they're a very cheap way to produce all of the things, right? Like <laughs> they just, they just really are. And so when we think about wanting to cut down on our plastic, it's still a great goal to have. And so, you know, we talked a little bit about, um, we've talked previously about buying bulk um, and just wanting to cut down your plastic from that perspective. Um, you can also, um, you know, go over to, you know, the farmer's market and grab some fresh produce. Don't put it in plastic, right? Exactly. <laughs> There's so many ways to do it. Um, and this is one of those tips that we have that like, once you start noticing it, you can't unsee it. You can't, um, you know, whether or not you're looking at your takeout that you just ordered, or maybe you're looking at your new um, clean beauty find even that's coming in plastic, like you'll start to notice it. And so the tip that we have for you is first of all, notice it. And second of all, consider how you can cut it down. So like I said, buy bulk, buy products that you can refill easily. Like we're really excited. I've seen a bunch of new clean deodorant uh, mm -hmm. companies come out that have refillable options. I think even Dove, um, yeah. which we wouldn't consider to be, you know, a leader in the sustainability space by any means. Um, they've got a refillable deodorant, which is awesome. So the, the, a small bit counts, right? Think about a landfill. I always like, I know that's terrible, but like, I think about that when I, <laughs> when I put my trash out, like I, I don't think about it with an overly judgmental space for myself. Cause again, I'm trying not to give myself too much eco anxiety, but I do picture it and I think about that bag of trash sitting there forever. And so if I can look at that bag of trash and think to myself, you know what, it's not perfect, but I did cut down on some of the, you know, some of the trash and plastic trash, even specifically, I feel better about it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I don't want to spend too much time on plastic issue because we will have a whole other <laughs> episode for you guys coming soon. Uh, we will be talking about plastic free July. So in yes. much more depth. Um, so let's kind of leave it at that because it is an important topic. But again, uh, just like with the article we recently published, right? 20 corporations are responsible for 55% of all single use plastic waste. Uh, go check out our article, go check out our Instagram post because it sounds terrible. You kind of, um, you know, you you feel like you're helpless in this situation, but there's a lot of things we can do. A few yes. things that Laura just mentioned, and then we'll talk more about plastic-free uh, as a goal, right? Um, at least at some point or getting to this goal, what we exactly can do. So there's a whole episode waiting for you on that because it is extremely important issue. 
Absolutely. So, yeah, the mason jar situation, right? Myth number three, you have to be able to fit all your trash in a mason jar. Uh, and that's why we kind of, a lot of people who are following us on social, joining our scouts community, they are pretty brand new to uh, zero waste living. So yeah. um, from our recent content survey that we actually, um, I don't know when this episode is coming out, uh, based on the survey results I've just checked out, um, about 54% of our audience is actually have been um, on their journey, sustainability journey between one month and one year. So relatively new, right? And of course, but we're starting to get questions like, how do I become zero waste, right? So zero waste as sustainability, it's a journey, right? It's not like the end destination. And so when you like start, start your journey with this, uh, trash mason jar full of trash and you think that's the goal that that is extremely intimidating for me uh what about you laura yeah i mean like i said we we talk a lot and we actually i think have an episode coming up talking about eco-anxiety but i think yes in general again if you think about trying to change any habit in your life it's really difficult if it gives you anxiety right like i think this is why most people don't work out and they don't meet those goals because you know, working out itself is not usually very fun, but there's ways that you can do it that make it more fun for you, right? Like if you Mm -hmm. like to swim, you can do that. But I think the reason why most of us don't do it is because it just gives us anxiety. You're like, "Ah, I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to have to, like, there's just a lot of just negative thoughts about it. So when we compare that to eco-friendly living, um, we want to approach it from a point of positivity and a point of getting to a goal step-by-step like Lisa just mentioned. So, mm-hmm. you know, I am never, I'm going to make a statement. I will never be able to fit all my trash in a mason jar. No. I just know it. Um, it's just yep. not the way, unfortunately, that my family lives. And that's okay. But what what's not okay is continuing to live our lives without any thought to our consumption, our plastic. Like, that's not okay because the world really does need us to pay attention and to cut it cut it back exactly and yeah in terms of the trash situation right one great thing that we've recently have done with our scouts and i think we've um actually uh we're talking about plastic in this specific case but it's it's great the audit right the it's it's a great exercise to go through so there is wardrobe audit but there's also your trash audit so look at your trash can just like laura was talking before and see where are you generating the most waste is this the plastic container from your groceries store is it you maybe you're uh, buying a lot um maybe you're still shopping with amazon or other you know regular chain stores and that's where most of your trash and plastic comes from so really start again start with something choose one thing to cut down and uh i think the trash audit idea is a really good one because it will help uh, will um visually show you your main area for improvement that you need to work on yep absolutely Cool. So there is one more that I want to discuss, and and we've talked about it many times uh, in terms of you have to be vegan, right? Yeah. Laura, I mean, you've talked so many times, especially in the past year, we've been cooking a lot. We've been trying to cook, uh, to cut our meat consumption uh, along with our community, of course. We are doing progress. But... You know, there's this statistic that's been throwing around a lot that going vegan is the one of the best, if not the best way to help the environment. And while, yes, animal products do have a significant impact on the environment, it doesn't have to be this all or nothing mindset, right? Yeah. As we always say. 
imperfect sustainability. That's what we are all about. You can reduce your consumption of meat by trying Meatless Mondays, as we always say, or just joining our community. We have a Fair Foodies chat group. Uh, we have like complete pros. We do have vegans there, of course. We have, you know, uh, people like Laura and I who are just trying new meatless recipes. Uh, we have vegetarians. So there's a lot of small steps you can start with. You can switch from dairy milk to a plant-based milk. We have plethora of articles on Brightly.eco about this. Yes. We have multiple articles about oat milk um, alone. And if a lot of people reduce their consumption of animal products, not just meat, it could be just as impactful as a few people completely cutting out all animal products, right? Yeah. And I love this. We found yes. a statistic, which I think is really interesting. But basically, if everyone in the country, meaning the United States, mm -hmm. reduced their consumption of beef, pork, and poultry by just a quarter, right? So just a quarter, one, one fourth, <laughs> and subst substituted plant-based proteins, we would save about 82 million metric tons of greenhouse gas emissions per year. And that would be a total reduction of a little more than 1%. And that comes from the New York Times. So I really loved this statistic that we found because it talks about just a small reduction, right? Mm -hmm. Most of the statistics you hear that are oftentimes, you know, mentioned by folks that have chosen a vegan lifestyle are about like completely cutting out um, everything. And again, you listen to it and you think, wow, that's impactful. And then you go back to your life where you're <laughs> exactly. not eating vegan. So I really want us to understand this. Um, you know, I, we actually just interviewed Alicia Silverstone from Clueless, which was, which was really fun. Um, I had a great time doing it and she's a vegan. Um, and so she of course has a lot of opinions and thoughts about the space. Um, but she and I also, you know, had an honest conversation about, you know, why I personally am not going to be a hundred percent vegan, um, really probably ever or anytime soon. Um, and we talked about just ways you can just take some of the stuff from that lifestyle and build it into your own. So I, I love the thinking about it this way. It's not all or nothing. We can all kind of uh, contribute in different ways. Hey, Lisa, did you know that every year 10 billion disposable razors are thrown into trash around the world? I never thought about the amount of waste I was generating every time I shaved my legs. Yes, I remember we've discovered this staggering fact last year, and ever since then, me and you have been on the hunt for a sustainable plastic-free razor. The tricky part for me, though, and I know a lot of our community members feel the same way, is that safety razors can be very intimidating to use. I was literally scared when I first shaved with a safety razor. Same, but we finally found the perfect option, haven't we? Leaf Shave has created the world's first multi-blade pivoting head safety razor that makes your shaving experience almost identical to the one with a plastic razor. Leaf Shave is certified carbon neutral and they package and ship 100% plastic free as well. My favorite part about their leaf razor is that it accepts up to three blades so that you can decide how close of a shave you want. Once you're done with the blades, you can send them back to Leaf to recycle responsibly as scrap metal. This makes shaving plastic-free easier, safer, and faster than I've ever experienced. But if, unlike us, you're a total pro and not intimidated by safety razors, Leaf also has a more budget-friendly option, their Twig Razor. Check it out. Good Together listeners get 5% off by using the code BRIGHTLY at leafshave.com slash brightly. That's L-E-A-F-S-H-A-V-E dot com slash brightly.
Finding a trusted ethical beauty brand that actually works can be difficult. Absolutely, which is why Laura and I were so excited when we discovered 100% Pure. 100% Pure is a beauty and skincare brand that is, well, as the name suggests, 100% Pure. All of their products, from lipsticks to face masks to eye cream, adhere to strict purity standards and will never contain harsh or toxic ingredients. What I thought was really cool, Lisa, was how they create the pigment for their makeup using natural ingredients. They use fruit, vegetables, and even tea and cocoa. I've never seen a product that does that. Yeah, I haven't either, and I've looked at a lot of clean beauty brands recently. Also, when you shop with 100% Pure, you're able to choose one of the two options for where you can make a difference. One option is choosing to donate one bowl of vegan dog food to a shelter dog for every purchase. Since 100% Pure is certified cruelty-free, I love how committed they are to animal welfare by giving you this option. The other option you can choose is to have 100% Pure donate one tree for every order. If you'd like to try out 100% Pure's cruelty-free products, head to 100percentpure.com and use code BRIGHTLYISPURE30 for 30% off. That's 100percentpure.com and code BRIGHTLYISPURE for 30% off. Exactly. And again, you guys check out, we have so many recipes that are vegan. Uh, we have a lot of recipes and ideas of how to substitute your meat and dairies. Um, we also have a full database for our scout ambassadors. So I think over 300 mostly vegetarian recipes too. So there are tools for that, that will help you inspire on your journey, you know, to eating less meat and dairy products as well. And of course, um, shout out to Impossible Burger, Right? What's the other one? Uh, Beyond, Beyond Burger. Beyond Burger. There's so many different. Yes, like I'm. I'm always thrilled when I see these options coming up. We've just recently have done. I'm not sure if we've done an article, but we've done a TikTok and reels about you know more sustainable options in Costco. You can buy Impossible Burger in Costco now, which is again yeah. huge. Let's awesome. get to myth number five, Laura. Yeah, myth number five is like kind of the old traditional stereotype <laughs> yep. of like the eco person. I think that's where it comes from, which is like if you're a quote unquote eco person or you care about eco friendly living, you end up wearing a lot of boring clothing or like hemp or Birkenstocks or and a lot. Of, I feel like a lot of the stereotype comes from the 70s, probably comes from your parents, <laughs> but I, it unfortunately still exists today. And this one drives me a bit crazy because it's not true. I mean, maybe it was true 20, 30 years ago. I don't know. But I do know that it's not true today. Sustainable fashion, just like everything else in the sustainability space, has come a long way. So there are mm -hmm. so many brands out there that are producing ethically made and fashionable clothing, right? Like I love Amor Ver, Abel, Rothy's. I mean, you have a bunch of favorite brands too, right, Lisa? Yeah, some of them you mentioned. I mean, Roth is, oh my God, it is not the most affordable, but the quality, like, it, it's amazing. Uh, they really nail the product. And there is Roth is in every color of the rainbow, literally. And um, it's kind of the same deal with, um, you know, kind of boring, sustainable fashions. Like, a lot of our scouts and community members have been asking us about uh, the 
sorry, what's it called? Minimal wardrobe or capsule wardrobe? Oh, yeah, capsule wardrobe. Same situation, right? That is the main myth there. Capsule wardrobe that you've been seeing originally a couple of years ago, all in like neutral tones. No, capsule wardrobe is whatever is in your style. Otherwise, it doesn't work for you, no matter how minimal and ethical it is. Absolutely. I love a capsule wardrobe. And mine, I I happen to have neutrals like in my closet just because that's how I like to dress. But you can also put in bright colors if you want. Like it doesn't have to be boring. And, um, you know, we also want to mention that just because you want to support slow fashion doesn't mean that you never have to buy fast fashion again, right? You can reduce your consumption of it and shop more mindfully. Um, and you also just shouldn't buy from sustainable brands just because you ha- you feel like you have to, right? Find again. something that you really love. Find something that fits you well. Um, you know, if you're really tied to a brand that maybe is not sustainable in the way we think about it, look on Poshmark, look on secondhand mm-hmm. spaces to find it there. I do that with J. Crew a lot. And yeah, I mean, just, just try not to be, yeah, <laughs> try not to overthink it. Exactly. And again, going back to thrifting and secondhand, same thing. I wanted, like, I always have, Laura, you probably have seen me wear this, my bright pink jacket, uh, right? I wear it. I love it. And guess what? It's from Zara. Zara. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would never shop from Zara. I I did very specifically want, I I, I thought a lot about why I want the bright pink jacket. Uh, It was definitely not, um, you know, uh, impulse purchase i saw a lady on tv who had very similar complexion to mine so i knew that it would look really good on me oh cool yeah uh, and i'm you know i'm not a big shopper so i usually don't chase a thing so i went to thread a thread up and that's how i found this jacket and i absolutely love it it's just so nice but it's zara i got it way way cheaper it's almost in a new condition um and yeah so (laughs) it's definitely not a boring one for sure I love that. I love that story too. Like you saw something, you thought about it for a while, right? It wasn't an impulse purchase. And then you went sustainable and you bought it. That's awesome. Um, So another method we're going to talk about is it takes a lot of time to be eco-friendly in your lifestyle. Like we hear that all the time. Like I just don't have enough time. I have too much going in my life, help Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, And and so that was, again, one of the reasons we started this podcast and started Brightly was because we felt the same way, right? Like I would go to follow an influencer or I would go to read an article and it was full of things for me to do, but it wasn't specific, right? It was like buy sustainable fashion. And then they didn't give me any brand recommendations or it just, it just kind of became overwhelming to me. And so I think convenience when we think about it is a really hard factor to overcome when it comes to sustainable living. So, you know, we often have to have a lot of research put behind it. Um, things like composting, let's be honest, that takes more time to do than just throwing your food in the trash. Um, and so a lot of people just say, I'm not going to mess with it. Right. But mm-hmm. there's also stuff you can do that don't take any more time, like bringing your tote bag to the store instead of using a plastic bag. Like that doesn't take any more time. It just requires you to think about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Same thing with like, grilling a veggie burger instead of a traditional meat burger. Like I actually, last time I did this, I'm pretty sure it's actually faster to cook. I think it actually takes a little bit less time than meat. I don't know. Just depends, but it really just goes back to what works for you and your lifestyle. So if you don't have any interest in food waste or gardening or growing your own food, then just 
maybe don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> you know what support I mean? like, local producers, local farmers, right? We were exactly. just actually talking about this, Laura. Remember my example of like lettuce grow versus, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, so I tried to approach this. I have lettuce grow and I love it. I know you have lettuce grow too, but I also used our own hack, the toilet paper rolls, uh, which started growing well until I went on a short weekend trip and, you know, all of my weeks uh, worth of work just basically died in, in front oh, of my no. eyes. You know, that's the worst, of course. So I'm like, you know, be realistic with yourself, Um, you know, start small and see what works for you. I think we've said it like 5,000 times in this episode, but it's sustainable living is really all about you. You can be selfish here, right? And that actually will be better for the planet if you choose the right sustainability path for you. Yeah, versus making yourself do it all. Um, And like Mm -hmm. we just said, we just talked about fashion. If you're really into fashion, make that your thing. Um, And then you can, you know, kind of you can pick and choose. Um, yeah. So yeah, I love it. So yeah, last one, we've done a full episode about it. You guys have listened to it oh, hopefully, but you know, recycling, right? Um, there is a myth that recycling is just as simple as throwing things in the recycling bin. Yes. Wish I cycling, mean, right? Wish like, cycling. Just, just we're all guilty. It in and just hope exactly. and pray. <laughs> yeah. We're all guilty of that. Yeah. Uh, but there is, of course, there's right and wrong way to recycle. Again, go back and listen to our episode with the fun ladies from EcoCycle. They're great. Um, um, we even done workshop with scouts. I think the video is also on the uh, Scouts Ambassadors resources page that we always refer to in our app as well. Like there's a cool video of like how things actually is recycled at that factory thing. Uh, yeah. Anyways, and there is science behind it, right? Um, but yeah, just quickly, main things, you know, making sure food residue is washed away as best as possible. One thing, even until recently, I haven't been doing wine bottles. You guys know that Laura and I love wine. Yep. Uh, so usually I would just toss it into the recycling because you can actually recycle it. But when I was in Hawaii, one of my Airbnb hosts, she had rules, right? And she was like, uh, rinse the wine bottle. So I started rinsing the wine bottles. Of course, I, you know, milk cartons, I used to do all of that before, but somehow not wine bottles or beer cans and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, the other thing that's nice about doing that rinse is it, some people line their recycling bins with like a plastic bag, um, because stuff Mm -hmm. will kind of, um, leak out. But then, so actually I've done this before. Why I've lined my, my recycling bin with a trash bag. I use it a few times. So by the end, like it starts to smell a little bit weird. So then I just use that for my next bag. Um, so you can do that if you, if you're worried about stuff kind of oozing into that recycling bin, Makes but sense. you want to cut down on it, just rinse stuff like Lisa's saying, and, and that helps with recycling too. Mm-hmm. And of course, another recycling basics, paying attention to the type of plastic you're recycling, ensuring that your city, right? Knowing your local laws yes. is super important, uh, even though it does require some research um, and investigation. And then, of course, if you're questioning whether or not something is recyclable, it's probably more sustainable to simply throw it in the trash bin, right? Instead of contaminating a whole batch of recyclables. I love this because mm-hmm. I think most people think the opposite, yeah. which is like, what could it hurt? Well, it can. Why, why could it hurt? Tell us, tell us a little bit about like what you guys talked about on the podcast. Like, what does it mean to like contaminate a whole batch of recyclables? What does that mean? So yeah, basically recy- recycle stuff goes into a different batch. Like there was, there was even a, that video. That's basically my main thing that I, I took from our workshop. There is a machine that's able to pull up specific plastics separately, right? From, because there's not even all plastics are recyclables. So yeah, I mean, if, or 
well, just talking about food, the pizza, we had TikToks about that. Remember, Laura? Yes. Like the pizza box. So you cannot recycle the greasy part of pizza box because no. yes, if any food, if any food touches anything that's recycled, it's already not recyclable, right? So you had like that perfectly rinsed wine bottle, but then you have a greasy part of the pizza box uh, and it touches the wine bottle wine bottle is contaminated and which is else a little bit that. ridiculous i'm gonna have to say like we need better innovation with recycling like that's, I agree. I, yes. that's a little bit ridiculous but until we get there which by the way if you're building a company in there please come talk to lisa and i because we would love to help you <laughs> but exactly. i mean like i want to make sure that we we get this point across too right like there's a lot of things we can do as consumers but we also need some help from companies Policy. we need some help from yep. policies the government like this is yeah. a little bit ridiculous. One but, of the <laughs> until we know, get there, right? <laughs> exactly. One example that I I don't think I've ever even done that. You know those uh, perfect compostable or recyclable uh, mailers that we now get our packages from. Yes. You know, ethical brands. But guess what? If they have the label, like a regular traditional label, it'll, you literally have to physically cut it out of that perfect, or perfectly recyclable or even compostable mailer. So, um, yeah, it's complicated. Uh, and, yeah, we've also talked exactly about this, Laura, policies. There's so much we can do as consumers, uh, but there's r- really lacking, you know, Governmental institutions are really lacking in terms of, you know, creating rules and uh, uh, making companies accountable for end of life of their products and packaging. That's right. And rewarding companies that come out with new ways to fix these problems and people. So, um, you know, we all remember the folks that would recycle cans at the grocery store or pick up bottles and stuff like that's like an old school way of rewarding people. Right. Like you'd get some money, back, like Mm -hmm. a bottle deposit, like. We need to see more of that kind of thinking from governments. Um, yeah. But in the interim, um, we definitely have tips on the right and wrong way to recycle. Yes. So check them out on brightly.eco. We'll also link to some of them in the show notes. Um, but that kind of wraps up the most popular yeah. myths that we've heard. But we would love to do this again for you, uh, listeners. So if you've got other myths you want us to debunk, um, send us an email. Um, you can, you know, DM us on Instagram, like however you'd like to get in touch with us, please do because you know I would love to do more of this because it's it's just so interesting. <laughs> I agree, I agree. We want to hear from you guys, and thanks so much for listening as usual. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Good Together. As always, you can get show notes and explore lots more content related to all things eco-friendly living by checking out brightly.eco slash podcast. And don't forget to join in on the conversation that's happening on our Facebook group. Simply search Good Together Ethical Shopping and it'll come up. You can also leave us a question through voicemail. The link is on brightly.eco slash podcast. If you're into social media, give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, and all of the channels. Our username is brightly.eco. Finally, we want to leave you with a reminder. Every day is a chance for you to create change, and you're already covered for today since you joined us here on the podcast. Stay kind and live brightly.